Welcome back to a Mavs Outsider Podcast with your host, Dustin. Doing my post-game pod for the last probably three games. I think it's been a while since I've uh, done a pod. Uh, I didn't do one for the Tuesday night's or Monday night's win uh, against the Brooklyn Nets. And then they played a back-to-back on... Wednesday night and Thursday night, or it was Wednesday afternoon. It was an early start for us um, because of the the impending storm that is moving through Florida. So I'll start with the Brooklyn game, and then we'll get into the two losses that are sort of troublesome, I guess you could say. Uh, A couple things that stick out in the Brooklyn game, even though it was a win. um, Thankfully, they did win the game. Uh, because of what was, you know, upcoming. But a couple things. For one, they, they only scored 96 points. And they had two starters score zero in, you know, Bullock and McGee. And they've been, you know, pushing. Or I guess Spencer Dinwiddie had two points that game. Not a very good game for Dinwiddie. Thankfully, Dorian actually had a decent game and had 18 points. Somehow Dorian got six free throws and was six for six. And Tim Hardaway contributed 11 before he sort of left the game after slipping on, I guess, the floor and sort of hurting himself. But he basically just didn't finish that game. He played the next one. But uh, Josh Green was another guy that showed up. He was 5 for 5 overall, 2 for 2 on threes, 4 for 4 on his free throws. 16 points. He had five rebounds. He was a huge plus. He was a plus 11. Um, Maxi actually hit a shot. Um, he hit, took one three and made it. And believe it or not, Maxi was a plus 18 for that game. He basically offset Reggie Bullock that was a minus 18 because Reggie had an, another awful game. Just awful. Uh, Luca had 36, six rebounds, six assists. And he did have five turnovers, but, you know, Dinwiddie, a part of his rough game, he had four turnovers. Really tough game for him. Christian Wood had four turnovers. He only scored six. He did also get sort of injured. And we'll get into that here in a minute. But, uh, like I say, Luca did get 12 free throws, and he made nine of them. So he was basically, him and... Him and Dorian and Josh Green were basically the reasons they won since Hardaway only played, I think, the first half. I don't even know. He might have played the third quarter. Um, I can't remember when it was. He slipped and didn't come back. But he only played 13 minutes. So it was those three guys, and you got a big nothing from everybody else. Um, it, it's sort of the how this team has gone to start the season. And it really showed up when, uh, starting Wednesday night, Wednesday night, they played, um, if I could get it to come up, Orlando. And this was another loss. And you had another zero from Bullock. And you can't have a guy play 25 minutes and get zero points. You, you just can't. 
Dwight Powell, this guy that everybody, or not everybody, the coaching staff raved about, all the... All the Mavs people, the Mavs, uh, uh, what do you call it? The Mavs writers, the the guys that you hear doing their pods, that work for the Mavs. All those people, they just love the White Pal, or they're being forced to push the White Pal's narrative. I don't know what it is. Look, I like the White Pal, but the White Pal to me is a th- a third string center, and I'm not gonna come off that. Yes, he will have good games. I get it. Everybody has good games. But at the end of the day, Dwight Powell is a third-string center. He had two points. He had four rebounds, and he played 18 minutes. Now, his alternative at the moment, I feel like, doesn't want to play sometimes. Even though he's out there, he's just in the motions. But at least he had five points and six rebounds in 10 minutes, right? He outperformed Powell. And that's JaVale McGee. And like I said, he's not having a good year either. He's been a very big disappointment. He, it, it looks like he's just out there. He, it doesn't look like he's trying to play. And I don't understand that. I don't know if it's attitude. I don't know if it's trying to get into the flow of things. I don't know if he's trying to figure out how he fits in the offense. I don't know what it is. But you had Luca score 24. He ended his streak of 30-plus games. He did have three steals and two blocks. Uh, You know, he was four for seven on his free throws, which isn't that... It's 57%. um, But where he really was poor is his three-point shooting. Their three-point shooting overall was 26%. Luca shot it at 18%. Tim Hardaway, in typical Tim Hardaway fashion, was one for seven on his threes. He'll shoot you out of a game. Josh Green, 0 for 2. Uh, Maxi was at least 2 for 5, which is 40%. It's not bad. He did have 8 points. Uh, he was the third leading scorer. He was tied with Dorian, who was also 2 for 5. And he had 8 points. Dinwiddie was the star of this game. He had 29. Um, 7 for 8 on his free throws. 4 for 10 on his threes. Another 40%. He had they had three guys shoot forty percent and the rest. Basically, it was just Luca and Hardaway and Josh Green because Josh Green and Reggie Bullock. I guess they were offers when they had when they don't have a percentage. That's where there's a problem. Um, but again, you had one starter score zero and another starter starter score two, and you're you're not going to win basketball games like that. You're just not. And it was more of a sign of things to come. Uh, Orlando didn't have uh, Paolo, who was probably their best player. Uh, Wagner had a really good game with 22. But they had a lot of balanced scoring. You know, Wendell Carter had 13. Bull Bull had 11. Suggs had 12. Mo Bamba had 12. And, you know, that Okiki, at least, he had 8. It wasn't a lot, but... He had a Caleb Houston. Had a, they had more of a balanced scoring. They were 8 for 21 on threes. They didn't take too many threes. And so they were 38%. Dallas took twice as many three-pointers as they did and only made three more. That, that's how awful their three-point shooting was. They, right now, are the definition of live and die by the three. Um, this team really 
it, when you look at it, it it really is a lot like those Houston teams, and that's sort of how they built it. Unfortunately, um, there's only one way to get out of that, and you know that's to move on some guys, and it's going to be a lot of guys they need to move on. But we'll get into that um, here in a minute. But it, it was a loss that to a team that had only won two games. Now. They've played hard. Orlando is one of those teams that has played hard every game. They they actually beat Golden State once. That was one of their wins. I watched that game. They they play hard. You can't. That's one of the things Orlando does. Their their biggest issue is youth. They have a lot of youth and inexperience, and they also are missing some guys. They still are missing Fultz, and they still are missing Isaac. Whether those two guys ever play basketball again, I have no idea. But they play hard every night. They're in every game. I think they lead the league in clutch games or whatever. And being in clutch games, not necessarily you know winning them because they they do have like seven losses or whatever. But they are they're in every game. And if you give them an opportunity and you basically don't show up like the Mavericks didn't then you're going to lose. Um, everybody on the Mavericks was a minus, except JaVale McGee. He was a plus four. And he only played ten minutes. And this is this is where I start complaining about Jason Kidd. I, Jason Kidd has turned into Rick Carlisle, basically. He's insanely stubborn. Insanely stubborn. If you want him to play a guy... He won't play a guy just to spite you, right? And so he's, I feel like he does things for, for basically out of spite. He, he will not try anything new. He will not give guys who are playing well more minutes that game. Like, look, I, I've had my complaints about JaVale McGee, but his game against Orlando wasn't bad. He was playing well that game. And as poor as he played in other games, on games where he is showing up, I, I think you have to reward that. And 10 minutes wasn't enough for him, especially for a team that plays three seven-footers, right? Bol Bol, Wendell Carter Jr., and uh, Mo Bamba. I mean, they were so big. Like, Dallas had 29 rebounds. They had 49 rebounds. That tells you. Dwight Powell had four rebounds. Uh, Luca led the team in rebounds and assists. And it's obviously he's going to lead the team in assists, but your point guard can't lead your team in rebounding. And JaVel McGee did have actually six. He tied him, obviously. But I, I, to me, when a guy is playing well, you've got to leave him in the game. You can't take him out of the game. I, there, is all, there was always a seven-footer on the floor for Orlando. Sometimes there were two. And this outright refusal to play JaVale McGee for whatever reason, I, I don't know, maybe it's his health. I, I don't know. I would love to know, you know, why your only guy who was a plus on the floor only played 10 minutes. I get it. He struggled in other games. I know that. I realize that. I'll, I'll point it out every time he does. But I'm at the point where you're a struggling team, right? This team is obviously struggling. 
you have to ride the hot hand that game. You can't just play guys because those are the guys you're playing. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a perfect example. You know, Tim Hardaway struggled from the field. You, you've got to pull that guy. you got to put in Theo Pinson. I don't care how bad of a player he is. I don't care if he is a fringe NBA player. Tim Hardaway Jr. is not playing like an NBA player. So you've got to take him out of the game. He's only hurting you. He's not helping you. Same thing for Bullock. If Bullock is out there just throwing up donuts, nobody's going to guard him. Nobody. They're not going to guard him. They're just going to leave him open. They're not afraid of him. No, they're, You're playing five on four. And then when you have Bullock and Powell on the game, all of a sudden you're playing five on three because Powell cannot create offensively at all. He has no creativity on off. At least JaVale McGee has somewhat of a post-up move because of his length. That's it. Maybe he's got an ugly hood shot. Maybe it goes in. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But at least he has the opportunity because he has, he's got length, and Dwight Powell doesn't have length. That's his biggest flaw is he has no length. And so when a guy like Powell is struggling, you just you gotta you can't play him. You've gotta pull him. Those 18 minutes, those at least eight of those minutes should have gone to JaVel McGee. And like I said, it's obviously not every game's gonna be like that. But in this particular game, you've got to coach game by game at this point. You can't just take, oh, this is what we're gonna do. You you've gotta throw your game plans out. You've gotta go with the hot hand. And if the hot hand happens to be a guy that you don't like, so be it. He's playing really good right now because he's the only seven-footer out there for Dallas, right? There are other ones out. Christian Wood didn't play. Um, Compazzo's another guy. If, if you lack creativity on the offense, if you're having a hard time creating shots, you got to put another guy out there. I'm sorry, but I, I don't think Compazzo's like – that great of a player. Like, I, I wish they would have signed Dennis Smith Jr. I, I think that was a huge miss. I think they could really use him right now. He would probably be their third or fourth best player at this point, at this juncture, as I like to say, or Harplex to say. <laughs> but at, at this point, uh, you know, Neil Aquino was available that game. He didn't play. Now, he did play last night. We'll get into that. Neil Aquino didn't play. Compazzo didn't play. And Pinson didn't play. I'm sorry, but if you're struggling to score the basketball, they scored 87 points. If you're struggling to score the basketball, you've got to do whatever. It doesn't matter. You've got to throw out all the punches. This is, again, this is why I say Toronto's coach is the best coach in the league. He doesn't care who you are. If you're not performing and there's another guy that is, he's going to play. The other guy's going to play. That's it. He doesn't care about feelings, right? Tim Hardaway should have only had five minutes because in five minutes you would have known he was just going to be a bad player. And you, you can't have one for sevens, right? And obviously Luke was two for 11. He was just as bad, but he's obviously your best player. So you, you can't take Luca out or you're really in trouble. But I, I'll, I'll even give Hardy some minutes. I, I would do anything. I, I don't care if he's a rookie. I don't care if he's... Raw, I don't care. If you're struggling to score points, you've got to do something different. You can't just continue to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. That's the definition of insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. 
but that's what this team is right now. Um, the starting lineup is pretty much the same, except McGee and Powell keep being switched out. Uh, that's something that needs to change. They've got to change the starting. It's got to be a wholesale, like a whole new starting lineup. Now, last night the Mavericks played. It was a back-to-back, and I, I do, I know there's some built-in excuses here. For one, they, um, they didn't get to Washington D.C. till about two o'clock, one o'clock, one thirty their time, right, or local time. You know, they had to bus to Tampa from Orlando, get on a plane, and and I get it. There was every built-in. That's why they needed that Orlando game, because we all knew what that um, what that trip was going to be like. But they all knew that it was going to be a rough. They, they had to get that Orlando in, because they knew they were going to go in to Washington with the disadvantage. Now, Porzingis and Beal didn't play. They're two best players. Well, I don't know if Porzingis is one of them, but he's still a good player, right? Two of their better players, I'll say. And they needed the win. They had to get the win in Orlando. They failed. So now you've got to win this game. Well, you're already behind because, again, Christian Wood, he didn't go. He's not playing. So looking at guys that showed up and guys that didn't, obviously, Luca had 22, but he struggled. Now, he was only a minus six, which we'll get into that here in a second because there was another person that really needed to come off the floor. Um, Luca was a minus six. He shot three for eight from three, which is 37%, and it's not bad. His three for nine on free throws, that was awful. Uh, he did have nine rebounds and six assists. He did have five turnovers. He was 8 for 21 overall. He just could not get his layups to go in. I felt like he was banging it too high off the backboard. I don't know if he was trying to do that. I don't know if he was just struggling, if he was sluggish. I don't know if he needs a day off. I, I don't know. But the the real the player of this game that actually kept it from being a blowout was Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie was 7 for 12 on his threes. Um... Tim Hardaway, I was 5 for 11 on his threes. This is one of those games where Hardaway shoots well, right? And this this is what you get from Hardaway. So Hardaway, you could sit Hardaway on Saturday and not miss a beat because Hardaway will probably go 1 for 8, right? Because that's just how Hardaway is. And that's that's a problem. Uh, Hardaway, like I said, he had 16. Dwight Powell had 14, believe it or not, and 7 rebounds. He had 4 offensive rebounds. But Bullock and Dorian, they got points in the first five minutes of the game. And you didn't hear from them for the rest of the game. And that's that's a problem. The biggest problem of the night was probably Maxi. Maxi was awful. Maxi has been really bad. I, I like Maxi. I think Maxi will come out of it. He had stretches last year where he struggled and he came out of it. And... Everything, you know, everybody goes through struggles, right? But you you can't just keep a guy in like that. Maxi played 20 minutes. He was 0 for 5 on his threes. He had two points. He had three rebounds. Those minutes should have gone to JaVale McGee. I'm sorry. They should have. I, I don't care how bad he was playing. He was 1 for 4. He didn't look great. But at the end of the day, it like I, I thought he at least challenged shots. Now, Kuzma's a guy who's... 6'10", 
6'11", right? And he shot over McGee, which isn't a surprise because he's a big guy, a guy that I'd like the Mavericks to pursue. Um, there was rumors that he was available. Washington was willing to shop him. I don't know what it would take. If it would take Bullock and Hardaway, I would do it in a New York minute, right? I, I would do it immediately if I could get Kuzma for Bullock and Hardaway because I know Kuzma will perform. Hardaway gives you every other night, and I, I don't want an every other night guy. And I just think Kuzma is something they need. They need size. They don't have a lot of size, right? Because Christian Wood is out, and we're relying on Powell and Maxie and McGee, and you're never going to get all three of those guys to play well on any given night, right? You're only going to get one. And having one guy show up out of the, your three so-called bigs, you're you're just in trouble. You're not going to win basketball games. But Maxi was awful. Um, Josh Green actually had a bad game. It was a rare bad game for him. He was a minus 15. That's going to put a dent in his plus minus. He was one for four. Uh, he His shot was just off. He had two steals. But because of his activity, because of the way he runs around, he doesn't just stand on offense, and he's a young player, I'm willing to put up with him more than I am Reggie Bullock because Reggie Bullock has one move, and it's stand at the three-point line. Dorian Finney-Smith. It frightens me when he puts the ball on the ground. Just frightens me because I don't know what's going to happen. And there's a pretty good chance it's going to be a turnover. Um, Dorian just doesn't do a good job. When he puts the ball on the floor, and when he pump fakes a three and puts it on the floor, it's frightening. Same thing with Maxie. It is just frightening. You have no idea what's going to happen. You have no idea where they're going to go with it. It usually ends up with the other team or out of bounds. And Bullock's sort of the same way. You just do not want those guys flooring the ball. You don't. Um, every once in a while, Dorian gets to the rim, but he doesn't do that every game. Like you'll see him floor the ball, get to the rim, get a lay. Like I said, he had six free throws or whatever. I don't know if that was a bit. Um, sometimes he'll have six free throws in a game, right? Because he he'll floor the ball and take it to the rim. But then you have games like last night. He had no free throws, and he had two turnovers. He, he's a very indecisive player on offense. You don't want him doing anything but catching and shooting. Same thing with Bullock. Same thing with Maxi. And Hardaway does have the ability to get to the rim, but he loves the three-point shot. And on nights where he's making them, that's great. The Mavs have a good chance of winning. Now, he made them last night, and they lost. But, you know, the night prior, he was one for seven. Those are games he either needs to take it to the rim or he just doesn't need to play. Now, Nilakina did get some play time. He got four minutes. It was his first game. He missed all three shots. I didn't really expect him to go in and all of a sudden light it up. But Nilakina needs to be a part of this offense. He's got to take minutes away from Dorian, from Bullock, and you've got to play more minutes. I don't know if he's going to perform. I don't care. You've got to do something about those two guys because they are hurting your team more than they're helping you. Now, obviously, like people will look at the plus minus and say, oh, Dorian was a plus four, and that's great. 
plus minus is a is a stat people don't like because it just depends on who you're on the floor with, right? So, like Spencer was a plus three, Luca was a minus six. If you were out there with Luca, you're going to be a big minus. And if you're out there with Spencer, you might have a plus. But, you know, Milikina had a poor game, and he was a plus four. That tells you what plus minus is. But when it's, when it's a large amount, like a maxi's minus 22, that's when you can look at it and say, what happened? And then you look at maxi stats, and you're like, okay, yeah, I saw that. Maxi struggled, but Nilkina needs minutes. Now it says Hardy, Compazzo, and Pinson all got 11 seconds. That's not enough time. If you're a team and you're struggling to score the ball, you've got to play guys. I don't care if they're into the bench guys. Every team does it. They'll not every team. A lot of teams do it. If you're struggling to score, there are other coaches out there that will try something different. You just have to do it. Like I said, Pinson ideally is not the guy you want to try to bring in, but Dor- like Pinson right now could probably be better than Bullock. It doesn't take a lot, right? We're not asking Pinson to be better than Luca. We're asking Pinson to be better than Bullock, who's not playing well at all. Who's giving you a bunch of donuts, right? He's getting he's getting several games where it's just zero. So you're asking Pinson to score more than zero points, and I I think that's not a lot to ask. Uh, Hardy, I'm sorry, but I know he's a rookie. I know he's raw. I know he's going to go out there and make mistakes. But at least Hardy attacks the rim. He does. Now, he will settle for jump shots, and maybe that's something they could have him not do. But he can't shoot any worse than someone like Bullock or Dorian, right? He, he can't shoot worse than those guys because those guys are shooting awful right now, even Maxie. There's no way Hardy can shoot worse than Maxi. Maxi is atrocious right now. He cannot make a shot to save his life. And at some point, you're just going to have to sit, guys. You're going to have to give Pinson 10 minutes to see if Pinson can give you something. Heck, I'm willing to I'm willing to bring back or bring in the two-way guys. Um the uh Tyler Dorsey, bring in Dorsey. I, I don't care. At this point, Dorsey can't be worse than Bullock. He can't be worse than Dorian. He can't be worse than Maxi, because those guys are so bad right now. They're hurting your team. Now, what what's going to be the outcome? Like, first thing they got to do, they got to get Christian Wood back, right? Christian Wood is a huge part of this team, and Christian Wood at this point, Christian Wood has to start. I don't care about his deficiencies in defense. If you're going to insist on starting Bullock and Dorian, who are defensive players and have no offensive ability, you've got to put Christian Wood in the game, and you've got to start him. He's got to play 30 minutes. You can't play him 20 minutes a night and just be like, okay, that's all. Tough. You're just going to have to deal with his deficiencies on defense. Because, he's re- again, he's replacing Powell. Powell is not a good defender. He's not. He, I, don't, I know he hustles. I get it. But, and, and Powell's probably better at being in the right spot than Christian Wood. But that doesn't really mean anything when you're, you have a negative wingspan, right? 
where Christian Wood can make up for being in a bad spot with his length and block a shot. I just at this point you're not scoring and your defense isn't good enough to stop anybody because you you have no defense at the center position. So you've got to do so you've got to bring you've got to start Christian Wood. And Spencer Dinwiddie who's been playing really well. His game last night was fantastic. You couldn't ask for anything more. I I feel like Spencer needs to come off the bench or they need to adjust Luca's minutes. Luca doesn't need to play a whole quarter. I I think playing him the whole first and the whole third, I think it wears him out. I I think you've got to adjust the the way you substitute, and if that means giving Hardy an opportunity to come out and play, or Compazzo, so be it. That's just what it's going to have to be because. Because they failed to bring in a guy who could have contributed, you know, um, Dragic could have contributed. He didn't want what they were offering, even though it's what they, even though it's something that they needed. Now, I'm, I wasn't confident that Dragic could play a whole season, and I, he's. It's only ten games in, so we'll see how it goes with you know, and being with the Bulls. But Dennis Smith was a guy. I, I know he's struggled since he's left the Mavs. But he's a guy who does have the ability to create a shot. He's actually playing really good defense this year. And it that was a miss. Dallas had an opportunity. And I don't know how you can justify not signing Dennis Smith Jr. and then bringing in Compazzo. Right? Dennis Smith Jr. is a better player than Compazzo. And you could have had them for the same dollar. The same amount of money. That's a huge miss, right? And so Dallas has had huge misses. Now they're they're saving their draft pick because they think, just like they save their money, they think they're going to get someone. Well, they're not. Their draft picks are worthless. Now, right now, the draft pick might have some um, value to it because they're a struggling team. And... The more they lose, like you can't, there's no nights off in the West. There's no nights off in the NBA. The teams that we thought were going to be really bad, except Houston. Houston's really bad. Houston's the only team that just can't win basketball games. They have this mixture of just guys that don't go together and they have no size and they're young. And so Houston is a bad team. Everybody else, you know, teams like Oklahoma City, they're out there competing. Gilgis Alexander is killing it. Right, he he's killing it. I don't know how some team hasn't thrown a ton of picks and money at him, or you know, Oklahoma City loves picks. If if I were a team, I'd throw three first rounders to get Shay Gillis. I like. I don't know what they're thinking. Like he's going to be better than anything that. Like if you're a good team drafting in the twenties, year in and year out, give three picks for Gilgis Alexander because you're not going to get a player of his caliber for those three picks. You're not. You're even those three picks combined. You'll never find anybody in the 20s to because that's where you're going to be drafting, especially if you're a good team adding a talent like that. So, like Dallas. Dallas should throw two picks and Tim Hardaway or whatever. But this team, it, it lacks talent. And I, I, do, I do know that, and this happened last year, Guys didn't really start shooting till January. 
And I, I get it. You have to survive until then. And until then, you're just going to have to figure it out. And until then, you're going to have to give minutes to Hardy. And you're going to have to give minutes to Compazzo. And you're going to have to give minutes to Pinson. You're going to have to give minutes to Nilakina. Because you've got to find something else that can score the basketball over Bullock, over Dorian, over Maxi. When those nice Tim Hardaway struggles, you've got to find guys that can perform because you just can't keep playing the same guys over and over and over and watch them struggle over and over and, and just think, oh, at some point it's going to end. Well, at some point it might be too late. You've got to give other guys opportunities. And at this point, it's just got to be what you have. You're going to have to roll with what you have because you don't have anything on the way. And you're not going to – this team won't make any changes. Like I said, Cuban, he's, they're going to give up their pick this year. New York's going to get it. And then after that, they have all their picks. They think they're going to get somebody. I don't know who that somebody is. I don't know who the next star available is. Now, there is some free agents in this offseason on this team, like Powell. He's a free agent. Um, I think Nilakina is a free agent. But and if I'm Dallas, I'm looking at teams who want to be bad and seeing what they have on their team that I might be able to get. And, you know, I don't know if Utah – a team like Utah is just going to continue to try and win. Um, I, I The way they're playing right now, they're one of the best six teams in the West. There is no doubt about it. How Dallas beat them, I have no idea. But they're, they're winning games. Um, Larry Markkinen is, in my opinion, an MVP candidate for this year so far. You have to say that he is because of the way that team is playing. Now, like I said, Larry Markkinen's a guy who can't stay healthy. Um, so you, you're you excited if you get 60 games out of him. So we'll have to see if he can keep it up for an entire season. But a team like Utah, they might have guys available, but they want draft picks. Um, other teams like Indiana, you know, they, they do have a Miles Turner they do have Buddy Hield. I've never really been big been big been big on Miles Turner because of his injury status. He seems to always be hurt. Um, he's playing right now, and that's great. And maybe with Dallas, it's different. I don't know. Dallas has a really good training staff, but he's just a guy that misses games. And I, you know, but like I said, I got go back to what I was saying though. They've got to change the starting lineup. I think Dinwiddie needs to come off the bench because they they need to do something about the lack of scoring on the bench when Tim Hardaway isn't scoring. You know, they got 16 from Hardaway last night, but the night before you got nothing from him. And Josh Green, you didn't get anything from him. And you end up scoring in the 80s, right? You've got to have... You've got to change your lineup. Maybe... Maybe you start Luca, you start Josh Green, you start Christian Wood, you start Bullock, and you start Dorian, and you go with that lineup, and you just deal with. Like I said, if you have guys like 
like Bullock and Dorian, they're defenders. All they can do is catch and shoot. You can't have four players out there who are just catch and shoot. You just can't. You might make it to the Western Conference Finals like Houston did, but you might not. Now, Houston had Chris Paul, who was more of a catch and shoot player, and that's one of the reasons why they made it there. Now, he didn't get to play in that famous game where they went like 0 for 27. But that's what happens. You live and you die by the three when you have all catch and shoot guys out there. But if you're starting, if so if you're going to start Bullock and Dorian as defenders, you've got to start three guys who aren't catch and shoot guys. You've got to start three guys who can create their own shot or create for the two guys who can't. And Christian Wood can create for himself. He's done a really good job drawing defenses and Passing to the three-point line. I, that's actually something I wasn't um, expecting to see. There's been a lot of open three-pointers taken because of Christian Wood. And you could start Josh Green. Josh Green gives you something that you just don't have. He's the only player on the team that is active. Now, Bertans is an active player, but I don't know when he's coming back. Bertans is only active on offense. Bertans hustles on defense just like Powell. There is no difference between Bertans' defense and Powell's defense. Um, the only difference is Bertans at some point can go six for seven on his threes, and Powell will never do that in his life. I don't know when Bertans is coming back, but Bertans is a guy that they sort of need at this point because they need size. They have no size, and they need somebody who can shoot the basketball. Um, but I, if it were me, I, I, if I could talk to Jason Kidd for five minutes, I'd tell him you got to change your starting lineup for one. And for two, when you see a guy struggling, you can't keep him in the game because you, you're not in an opportunity at this point, at this juncture to let a guy try to work out of his struggles. You've got to just pull him and play a different guy because if you don't, you're going to lose, you know, you can't. You can't shoot yourself out of games. Now they did. They shot thirty-eight percent last night from three. Um, a lot of that was Dinwiddie, um, Hardaway. Like I said, he shot a good percentage. But Frank Nilakina, he was an O for, and so was Josh Green and Maxi. But you know, you can start. Like I said, you start those five guys, and then you obviously you've got to take Luca out halfway through the first quarter, maybe. For you know, whatever it is, six maybe there's six five minutes left in the first. You've got to take them out and bring in Dinwiddie, and then you you start bringing in guys like Hardaway and Javale McGee and Maxi and even Nilakina. Nilakina's got to get minutes. He's got to get back in the groove. Last night was his first game. He struggled. I get it. He did get a steal. Or he didn't get a steal. He he caused a steal and got fouled or whatever. He had a couple rebounds. He had an assist. Nilakina will be just fine. He is more of a 3 and D wing, but he's a guy that if you need to take the ball out of Luka's hands and you're not worried about someone turning it over all the time, like I get nervous when they double Luka and he passes to Dorian. All of a sudden Dorian's initiating the offense. I don't want that because you're going to get a turnover. I'm fine if it's Nilakina. Nilakina obviously isn't great at creating a shot for himself or others, 
but Nilakina can't handle the ball, and he's not going to turn it over like the other guys. So Nilakina needs men. You're going to have to play hardy. You're just going to have to do it. You're going to have to deal with his rookie mistakes because at this juncture, you don't have another option. You let those options go. You you didn't bring anybody else in. So you have to do something different. And if that means playing Hardy 10 minutes, so be it. You've got to do it. And you've got to give Pinson minutes. You've got to see if Pinson can give you. So you put him out there five minutes. See if he gives you something. Because it's better than what you're getting. And what you're getting is nothing from some of these guys. And this this idea of just playing the same ones over and over. It just it it wears me out, and watching the same guys night in and night out struggle, and watching the same guys night in and night out just sit the bench, it it, it drives me crazy. And like I said, I I understand these are end of bench guys, but at the end of the day, maybe that guy is hot that night. You know, maybe Dorsey can come in and hit three three pointers. That's it. That's all you need, right? Just something. You need a spark. And I'm not asking to play Hardy 40 minutes. I'm asking to play him like eight, right? I'm asking Pinson to get eight just to see if they can give you something because you've got to have, you've got to do something different. So I'm ready for the next game, which is Saturday, I do believe, Saturday night. Um, I believe it's against Portland. Uh, best case scenario, Liz Lillard does play. Portland's really good right now. Portland's one of those teams that is performing. Um, when you look at the standings, it's starting to uh, sort of play its way out. Uh, you know, the two worst teams in the West are LA and Houston. Uh, the best team in the league, surprisingly, is Utah. Portland and Phoenix, they all have three losses along with Denver. Those teams have three losses. Now, what's funny is Dallas has five losses. That's two games in the loss column. That's nothing, right? You're excited the way Dallas played to be where they are. But at the end of the day, you've got to be better. New Orleans has sort of struggled. They had a hot start, and they sort of struggled. They've got six losses. San Antonio starting to work their way down to the bottom along with Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota's been a disappointment. Um, I don't know what Minnesota's going to do. I, Funny enough, I'd be willing to take Towns off their hands for a guy like Powell and Bullock, right? You can bring in Carl Anthony Towns. I think he could work with Luka. Uh, Towns isn't a guy who can be your best player. But if he's one of your three best players, I think you're in a decent position. Unfortunately, their best players, Edwards, and between Edwards and Towns, I just don't know what kind of relationship. I, I think there's a, a, a cohesion problem there. They, they don't, for whatever reason, I feel like they're not getting along. Um, Sacramento had a slow start, but they've actually picked it up. Um, they've got their four and six, which isn't bad. You know, as poor as they started, only being three games back in the loss column is really good, right? Um, Oklahoma 
has lost some games, so they've fallen in the standings. And Golden State have won some games, so they've bumped up in the standings. But um, like I said, L.A., they're a lost cause. They need to look to trade Anthony Davis. I I know a lot of t- people had late the Mavs in there to trade for Anthony Davis. They were intrigued with that. I'm not willing to give anything up that... Like, I don't want to give up Josh Green for Anthony Davis. I would give up Bullock. I would give up Bertans. And I would give up Tim Hardaway Jr. I just don't want to give up Christian Wood because I know Christian Wood's going to play more games. Like, I know Christian Wood's out right now, and hopefully he can play Saturday. But at some point, Anthony Davis will get hurt, and he's going to miss a lot of games. And you've got to be able to have a team good enough to win games when a guy like Davis is out. So um, Houston, I'd love to have Eric Gordon. I don't know what it cost Dallas to get him, but I'd love to have him. Uh, in the East, obviously Milwaukee's still the top dog. I don't think Middleton's even played. They did finally lose a game. Um, Cleveland is playing really well along with Boston. Atlanta's actually surprising um, for me because I just I, I think DeJounte Murray is the difference. I think Trey Young missed and DeJounte Murray went off. So I think Murray is the guy that's sort of taken over that point guard role. I watched the game with Atlanta, and I think they were playing Milwaukee that first time, and Trey Young just launched like two or three 35-footers. Nobody else touched the ball, and I ever all the teammates, they just get slumped shoulder. You know, when a guy shoots it that far out, and nobody else touched. It's just slump shoulder. And that's one of the reasons John Collins doesn't like playing with him because he does take those shots. And I, I know they show those shots on ESPN when they go in, but like they just don't show the other eight that don't, right? And so it's frustrating for it. It kind of reminds me of in you know football. I'm a Cowboys fan. We had Tony Romo. Tony Romo was a really good quarterback. But when the game was on the line, he always threw that game-crippling interception. And you could look at his numbers, five touchdowns, one interception, but it's just the timing of when that happened. And it, you just get slumped shoulder. And I, I see Hawks players, when, when Trey Young launches those 35-footers, and you just get slumped shoulder. And it's like, oh, why did he take that shot? But, you know, Toronto's playing well. The Wizards aren't bad. We saw them last night. They're 6-6. Six and six. They're not a bad team. You know, it's not like it's a bad thing they lost to the Wizards. The Wizards are a good team. It's just they they've got their two of their better players out, and you still couldn't score with them. Chicago's been struggling a bit. Indiana's starting to fall. They had a hot start. New York is under five hundred. Um, I'm curious if Jalen Brunson were here. Um, I don't think we'd be in the position because we'd have that one extra score. Uh, you know, you really needed to, you know, with, with Christian Wood playing, it does help with scoring, but I think Christian Wood needs the minutes that Jalen Brunson was getting to make that difference. And Christian Wood not getting those kind of minutes really hurts this uh, the Mavs. Um, Brooklyn's won some games, so they're moving up. Uh, Philly, they're trying to move up. They started so bad. Miami as well. You know, Detroit and Orlando are at the bottom, but Charlotte, they're at the bottom as well. Charlotte has nobody. Um, everybody's out for Charlotte. They Lamelo's out. 
Bridges is never probably playing basketball again. They are relying on Dennis Smith Jr. to be their best player. And as much as I want Dennis Smith Jr. here, I just don't think Dennis Smith Jr. can be your best player. And at this point, that's what it is for them. Um, if he's your third, fourth best player, so be it, right? But you can't have him be your best. But anyhow, the next game, Saturday night, hopefully Christian Wood can play. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they gave Luka the night off. I hope they don't. One thing I do want to see, though, is adjusting the rotation. I don't like Luka playing the whole quarter. I, I think playing the whole quarter is a mistake. I think you wear him out. I, I think you need to split up his time. And I would like to see him come out with about four minutes left in the quarter. And you can bring him back with about eight minutes left in the next quarter. Because you, you play him the whole first quarter and then he doesn't play till five minutes in the second quarter. Well, by that time you might have lost your lead, right? So... I think rotations need to adjust. The starting lineup needs to adjust. And you need to give more minutes to guys who haven't been playing to see if they can give you something that the others aren't. That's that's what I would like to see. That's what I would love to tell Jason Kidd. If I could advise him. Change your starting lineup. Adjust how you're rotating it. And play some other guys. Give them an opportunity. If they fail, so be it. But... The, the ones that they're trying to take over for aren't giving you what you need. So give another guy an opportunity, and maybe he'll show you he can perform. So that's just what I want to say, you know. And like I said, give Hardy a shot. Hardy can create his own shot. You need a guy who can create his own shot. And Hardy can do that. And having to rely on a rookie second-round pick isn't something that sounds exciting, but so be it. Um, especially a player that young. You know, he's only a year out of high school. So I, I just think they need to give more opportunity to those guys. And maybe that's something we'll see Saturday night. Maybe not. Maybe they just go back to the status quo and maybe we just get another L. So, you know, it is what it is. Maybe they're going to have to lose a bunch of games before they decide they've got to make a change. Um, so we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll do my next pod after the... Uh, the Portland game, I, I know I took a few days off um, between these last few, uh, but I'll do one, like I said, after it being on Sunday morning, I can get up Sunday morning and do one. So um, until then, though, if you could rate and review the podcast, wherever it is you get your podcast, I really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see you later.